Welcome back to the Live Revised Podcast. I am your host, Christy Browning. And if you didn't already know, this podcast exists to encourage, empower, and inspire you to uncover your purpose, your passions, and your possibilities. Today, we're going to do that in a unique fashion because we're going to talk about resistance, especially how you should embrace resistance and make it be a part of your everyday life. So any animated movie that has come out or been released in the last probably 25 years, it's pretty good chance I have never seen it. I didn't see The Incredibles until recently. I haven't ever sat down and watched Mulan or Hercules. Um, There's a lot of animated flicks I've never seen. And partially because I never had kids of my own. So I didn't have a good excuse to go to the theater or rent an animated film under the pretense of really wanting it for my kids. So with the wonderful invention of Disney Plus, I've had the luxury of getting to go back and be introduced to all these cute animated films that that I've missed out on previously. In fact, my husband and my stepson are constantly shocked at the movies I have never sat and watched. We just recently watched the movie WALL-E. What an adorable movie, so cute. And what's interesting about that movie, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil it for you so you can pause this right now, go watch it, come back and finish this episode. But for those of us who have seen it, remember, this is about a robot who's left on planet Earth and the planet has been poorly managed and all of its natural resources have been depleted and you get the feeling that all the Earth's inhabitants have been removed for that reason and now they live in space in this new environment and so Wally's left on the planet to do his job and he just keeps doing his job which is to compile and compact trash he actually gets the chance to meet another robot who is a higher end model, sleek in design, all of these great bells and whistles, who is sent to the planet Earth from this other uh, spaceship or other environment that these people are living in with the sole purpose of trying to determine if there's any natural organic life on planet Earth still. And so what happens later is that they find a plant, the robot, the new robot has to take it back to its master to prove that yes, you know, there is organic life. And when you meet this other world that these people live in, you meet these cartoon humans that are so dependent upon technology and live in such a creature comfort lifestyle that they can't do anything anymore. They sit on these uh, floating recliners, basically, that take them everywhere. They don't even walk anywhere anymore. They don't exercise. Everything is a push button everything's automated, everything comes right to them, they don't even have to lift a finger, Uh, and, and everything's remote control. And so at the point when the conflict really arises, and the captain of that particular vessel says, you know, hey, something's not right, he wants to intervene, it's like a miracle for him to get up off the floating recliner and take steps, like he has muscle atrophy because he hasn't used his legs in so long. And there's this like celebration that happens that that he can walk, that he can do his own movement. And of course, there's this whole context on environment and how we should protect our environment. We shouldn't be so dependent on technology, Um, all kinds of little lessons throughout that movie. But the one lesson that I saw was how resistant to change we can be, but also 
how resistance can be a good thing for us. And so today I want to explore this idea of resistance, both the good and the bad, thinking specifically about those people in the floating recliners in the movie Wally. -E. So let's talk first a little bit about resistance. So resistance can come in a lot of different fashions. It can be resistance to change, maybe to some challenge that's waiting for you. Maybe it's the unknown and uncertainty of what the future may have. Maybe there's some resistance in exploring a talent for fear of rejection or not getting the approval or acceptance that you're looking for. A lot of resistance happens when it's rooted in fear because we're, we're really innately worried that we're either going to fail or people are going to think we're crazy or it's just not going to live up to the expectation that we had in mind. So it's natural and sometimes resistance is a good thing. Sometimes it helps preserve us and protect us. So let's talk about the things that resistance keeps us from. So when we become resistant to change or resistant to something new, to tackling a project, pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, we lose our ability to grow. We stay the same. We don't experience new things. We don't develop new skills. We don't explore and, and experience something that might change our life. I want you to think about something that you did that really pushed you out of your comfort zone. Maybe it was a job that you took. Maybe it was a relationship you took a risk on. Maybe you launched into a business, whatever it might be. Something that was out of your comfort zone that you may have been a little resistant to, but you went ahead and did it anyway. I want you to think about that experience. And then I want you to think, what was the good that came because of it? What did you benefit? What was the new thing that you got or the thing you grew out of or the thing that you got to pat yourself on the back for because you did it? For me, I think about the resistance I felt when I was challenged to give a TED Talk. I originally had applied to give a TED Talk on a whim, actually. I tend to be a little fearless in those situations where I think, oh, sure, yes, I can do that. And then when it actually comes down to doing it, I start to freak out a little bit. And that was really true when it came to my TED Talk. I had applied on a whim, like I said. I happened to be homesick that day from work. And I was laying in the bed scrolling on my phone and I happened to see somebody's Facebook post that said, Hey, did you know you could apply to be a, a Ted talker at this event and click this link if you want to throw your hat in the ring. And so I did. And it was through a uh, flu induced hysteria that I thought, Oh sure. Yeah, I can give a Ted talk. It wasn't until I had been selected for that event and I was beginning to put the beginning pieces together for my talk that I really started second guessing myself. And I was really resistant to doing it. I actually even had a conversation with my connection or my liaison as part of that event. That maybe they had picked the wrong person. Maybe I really wasn't the right person for this event. Maybe they should have selected somebody else. And I was really hesitant to step into that red dot. If you've ever seen a TED Talk, they all kind of run in the same pattern, have the same kind of feel or vibe, fit the same kind of uh, feel, have the same sort of look to them. And I didn't feel like I met any of those expectations, but I went ahead and did it. I definitely held my own. I was myself genuinely on stage 
And I am so glad I did. Not only was it a great day to just be involved in that whole event, but it has given me a lot of confidence in myself as a speaker. And it, more than anything, it opened up this whole idea of motivation and inspiration. And it's what completely crafted and shaped myself as a speaker. That one event, had I been resistant to trying something new or pushing myself out of my comfort zone, I would have never had those experiences and I wouldn't have grown as a speaker and as a professional. So, so many times resistance protects us, but at the same time, it can limit us and it can keep us from growing. When you come to those points in life and you feel resistance and you're thinking, ugh, is this a, a resistance I should listen to because it's trying to protect me from something? Or is this a resistance that is just fear-based? You have to stop and ask yourself, what is the worst case scenario? If I went ahead and stepped out and did this thing, it may be new, it may be uncomfortable, maybe it's something I've never tried before and I don't even know if I'm going to be good at it. But if I step out into it, what's the worst thing that can happen? Usually, the worst thing that can happen is never what's going to actually happen. And if you can think about the worst thing that can happen and then think to yourself, how would I recover if the worst case scenario came true? How would I pick myself up, dust myself off, put my feet back underneath me and carry on? A lot of times we realize that even though the worst case scenario in our head seems so debilitating, there's really lots of room for recovery. There's really a chance to keep going ahead. It's not going to be the end of us. So sometimes when you're up against those moments of resistance, think about, is this fear or is this protection? And if it's fear, what would I really be up against? What would I really lose? What would it really cost me if I went ahead and did it anyway? The second thing I think resistance keeps us from, and it hurts us, it hurts us in our life experiences because we don't get to grow and experience new things that become valuable resources, teaching tools, insight and perspective that then we can turn around and share with someone else. Sometimes the things that we experience are not things we would have chosen. They're not the cards we would have picked from the deck, but we're given them and we have to play the cards as they're dealt. And sometimes instead of being resistant to playing the game and playing out the hand, we need to realize that we're going to do the best we can with what we have, where we're at. And it may not be ideal, and goodness knows it won't be perfect, but you're going to move ahead step by step, day by day, and understand that any mistakes that you may make along the way, any faulting, any failure, any foibles that happen, those are just going to add to your life experiences. And you're going to learn from them. And chances are you're going to have an amazing way to turn around and share that learning process with someone else. I know for me, I've had a lot of life experiences. And when I say that, I really mean I've had a lot of mistakes. And it's given me the chance to have different perspectives and different insights into situations that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Now, as a speaker, I can share life stories that people can relate to, even if their circumstances aren't exactly like mine, they can see themselves in my journey or in my story. As a coach, I'm able to better understand, to better sympathize, and then to better advise those women that I get to coach in life and in business because of my life experiences. So we can't be afraid to just step out there and try out the unknown. Yeah, we're probably going to make mistakes. 
but we're going to be able to turn around and use them to not only learn, but to also create a valuable treasure trove of life experiences to use for someone else's benefit. Third thing resistance does is it, it can hurt us and keep us from the strength we need to kind of move over certain weaknesses. You know, those people in the whole Wally movie, they had no strength in their legs. They had no strength in their core. They could barely carry their body across the room. And it was because they didn't want uncomfortability. They wanted all the things to be easy. They wanted everything to come right to them, right at their fingertips without any effort. And guess what? They became weak. They lost their strength. And resistance can rob us of the hard things that might make us stronger. Nobody wants to go through a trial. Nobody wants to be faced with something that leaves us huffing and puffing and having to crawl our way through the mud. But life is hard. And it surely isn't promised that it will be a bed of roses or rainbows or unicorns or anything like that. Life has good days and it has bad days. But it's when we learn how to appreciate the good days and weather the bad days that we do become stronger that we develop muscles and we develop abilities that we wouldn't have had otherwise if we weren't challenged to push ourselves a little more. I love this particular quote. I don't remember where I found it or who actually said it, but the quote is, the good news is that there'll be sunshiny days. The bad news is there'll be cloudy days. The better news is that you and I, we don't run on solar power. And the whole concept with that quote is that, yeah, there's good and there's bad, but we know how to persevere even when it's bad. If you're listening to this episode or watching this episode in real time, we're kind of in a bad spot right now. As a nation, as a globe, <laughs> we have just suffered a global pandemic. We're still reeling from that. We're still recovering from that. And now us as a nation is also feeling the waves of political climate that is dicey. We're feeling the way of injustice. We're feeling a lot of hurt. We're feeling pulled apart. And so far from the peace and the unity that we thought we would all have in 2020. I don't know about you, but I entered this new decade in this new year with a heart full of hope and a head full of enthusiasm to run towards all the things I wanted in life this year. Of course, I ran head straight into COVID and so many other things that came from it, and nothing has gone according to plan. But what I do know is that fear didn't get the best of me. It tried. It tried to stifle me. It tried to leave me curled up in the corner, crying into a hanky, wishing and hoping that this would all just go away. But because of my past, because of hard days that I've experienced in the past, I knew that this was just a season of hard days and that I got through the past hard days. I can get through this present hard day. And you know what? This present hard day is going to help me prepare for any future hard days. So resistance, when we don't want it, when we don't want to experience that resistance is truly what helps us be stronger. It's the thing that keeps us from understanding that we have to grow and experience and sometimes growth and experience comes at a cost. Sometimes it's cost we don't want to pay. Sometimes it's cost we can't weigh in on. Sometimes we feel like the cost is too much to pay. 
but you and I both know that our track record for making it through today and getting into tomorrow is pretty darn good. And of course, we don't know how long we have on this earth, but I do know that we can choose to make the most of it. But the trick is to learn how to use resistance as a friend, not a foe. So we've seen three things that resistance can rob us of, how resistance can hurt us. It can rob us from our ability to grow and develop. It can rob us from life experiences that can not only teach us valuable lessons, but can allow us to teach other people lessons and insight and wisdom that we gain through life. Resistance can also keep us from growing and getting stronger. So how does resistance become something we embrace? How does it help us in life instead of hurt us? How does it propel us forward rather than keep us tied to the ground? Well, I think resistance can be viewed in these things. First, I've already told you how it can help us be stronger. Like those little guys and gals who are floating around on those recliners in the movie Wally, -E, when they decided that the time had come for them to fight for what they wanted to, to have the life that they wanted, they had to figure out how to stand back up, even when their muscles were weak, and take one step, and then the next step, and then the next step. Resistance can help us be strong. It can help us develop muscles that we didn't even know were there. My husband and I just recently started going back to the gym. You know, when COVID hit, we couldn't go to the gym how we would have wanted because everything was shut down. But let's be really honest, we weren't going to begin with. <laughs> we were one of those people that had paid for a gym membership and hadn't been using it. And there's so many excuses I could give you as to why we didn't go, but it doesn't really matter. The truth of the fact is that we just didn't go. And so when we got hit with COVID and we knew we were going to eventually get to go back, we made a decision that we were going to make our workout plans be important, important enough to get it done. And so we made a plan and we started to act. But here's the thing. If I had showed up at the gym and I wanted to work out on the treadmill, but there was no incline and there was no tension to the belt, there wouldn't be a lot of workout benefits. If I decided to get on the elliptical machine and there was no friction or pushback from the machine, the tension level was really low, that would take all the fun out of it. Sure, it'd be easy, but there wouldn't be a whole lot of benefit to my body because there wasn't any resistance. If I went back to the mat and I wanted to use some of the exercise rubber bands, I would put around my legs, do leg exercises, or put around my arms to strengthen my upper body, and they were stretched out without any resistance, I wouldn't do my muscles any good. So see, resistance helps us get stronger. It hurts. It feels uncomfortable. It may pull us. It may strain us. It may stretch us. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's the resistance that makes the muscle work. And that's what makes the body stronger. It's the same for our minds and the same for our hearts and the same for our relationships and all the other areas in life. Resistance becomes a workout partner with us. It's the thing that makes it all worthwhile. It's more than just showing up and going day to day and hoping that there's no ups or, or downs or highs or lows. That would be a boring life. 
sometimes we may wish we had less lows and more highs, but the fact of the matter is, is that life is about resistance. And when we can start to see resistance as our workout party, our workout buddy, that's right there beside us, that allows us to develop those muscles and makes us stronger, we become better equipped and better able to take on what life has for us. It's just like when someone's sick and they are faced with some sort of illness. If they're already healthy, they are more able and quicker recovery time because they're already healthy. They're already starting from a good spot. And so their ability to fight that illness is better and faster and greater more times than not than someone who is not healthy before the illness hits. So why do we wait for all of a sudden life to get hard to say, oh, I should probably figure out how to build resiliency and resistance and strength and perspective. I don't have those skill sets. I don't even have them in my toolbox. Well, it's too late at that point. But when we embrace that in the small things, when we encounter that day by day and we don't back down and we choose to breathe deep and dig deep and use those muscles and stretch ourselves, then we become stronger and stronger and stronger. So that when the harder days come, we're already able to not only face that day, but recover from any trauma that happens because we're already in a better spot. But that requires us to recognize resistance as a strength partner, as a strength trainer, not something we run from. That leads me to the second thing. And resistance becomes a good thing for us and it helps us tackle more. When you're stronger, when those muscles are bigger and beefier, you can handle more. Someone who is a little bit more emotionally put together, mentally put together, because they're strong and they've worked on that part of themselves, they're able to weather bigger problems, more issues. And no one wants to be stronger in order to do that. It's just the way life works. One of the things that taught me this lesson the most is when my husband and I were going through our debt-free journey. When we started trying to pay off debt on our own, we would get so frustrated because we would pay off something and then as soon as we knew it, something else would break or break down. And because we had taken all of our money and we're using it to pay off a debt, we didn't have any savings. And so we would find ourselves back in debt because we had to figure out a way to repair this car or fix this thing that had broken. When we started doing the Total Money Makeover with Dave Ramsey, one of the first things he tells you to do, not one of the first things, the first thing he tells you to do is to create a $1,000 emergency fund, just $1,000. And that would allow us to have a little bit of a cushion for some of those smaller repairs, and we wouldn't have to keep going back into debt to take care of it. At first, I kind of thought it was a little crazy because all I could think about was that $1,000 was sitting there and that would take care of paying off a small credit card. Why would I not use that money? But Dave knew something I didn't know at the time. And he knew that if I had $1,000 and a small thing happened and that $1,000 could cover it, all of a sudden that thing that needed attention, it didn't wreck my world. I didn't stress out about how to pay for it. I remember developing that $1,000 fund and having the money sitting there. And sure enough, one of our cars had to go in the shop. And it never failed that our cars needed $300, $500, 
$600, right in that three to $600 range. It always, that seemed to be what the bill was going to run. And it always happened right after we paid off our last credit card and then we would be back at it. Right. But I remember the car going into the shop we were so frustrated that here we were once again, having to pay for a car repair after we had worked so hard to pay off debt. And I remember Matt telling me, Oh, but that's what we have the thousand dollar emergency fund. And all of a sudden I wasn't worried about the car repair anymore. And then the next thing happened and I knew we had a savings and I wasn't worried about it anymore. And what would have been something that would drive me crazy that would create stress and anxiety and uncertainty and worry all of a sudden was not really that big a deal because I had the money to take care of it. Now you can play that out on a bigger scale, but let's talk about it in just resistance terminology since that is what we're talking about today. When it's about resistance and we're talking about handling the things in life, it's easier and the things in life are not as detrimental or crashing when we are already healthy enough and strong enough and clear and present and together enough on the good days that the bad days aren't so bad. But we don't get to have that strength. We don't get to develop that muscle. If all we ever want is the easy peasy, it's the resistance factor that makes us stronger. And it can become a friend. It can become a helper. The last thing that resistance does is it helps us recover. Now, this is something that's really hard for me to believe when it comes to my physical body, because as I said before, it's been a minute since we've been to the gym, and I can feel my muscles aching and groaning because they haven't had a lot of resistance lately. And I know that the stronger I get, the better I'll be able to recover from workouts, but right now, my body is like, nope, that's never going to be here. You're never going to experience that. We're in so much pain right now right now. We just want the heating pad and ibuprofen. <laughs> but I do believe that when it comes to our personal lives, it does allow us, resistance and strength does allow us to recover faster because we're already in a healthy space. We're already in a healthy mind. So we've talked about this. We can see the benefits. We can see also the not so great things about resistance. So that's kind of played out both the good and the bad. What do we do about it? What steps can you take right now? What should you be doing to make resistance a friend and not just a foe? How do you develop these strengths? How do you decide that resistance can be your workout partner to make you stronger and healthier, to make you able to recover, to stand in the storm a little bit better, to weather the bad and be so grateful for the good? Well, here's a couple of tips. First of all, it is important that every day that you strengthen your heart and your mind, you know more than anyone what you need most. That might mean quiet time alone. Maybe it's to meditate or to pray. Maybe you need to be reading material that's good for your heart and your mind that feeds your brain positive messages, encouraging messages, empowering messages. Maybe it's listening to a good podcast. Maybe it's choosing to turn off the news. Maybe it's all of those things. But when we strengthen our mind, we strengthen our hearts, and it allows us to have tools in our toolbox when we need them. 
in our coaching community, we talk about the analogy of tools in our toolbox a lot. And I'll tell the ladies that while we're working on beefing up our ability to see positive versus negative, or we're working on joy versus sadness, or maybe it's something as simple as trying to not complain, but to be grateful. That may not be something you wrestle with every day, but it's a tool that you're learning how to use and you can put it in your toolbox for the day that you need it. And when that day comes, you'll be able to go have the resources you need and the tools you need right at your fingertips to make the most of that situation and to take control and to be in charge of your life. And it's the same thing with this whole idea of resistance. When we're trying to build strength in our minds and our bodies and our hearts, and we want to have a more stable, consistent, significant life, it starts with the strength in the mind. And it is about putting tools in your toolbox that you know you need. If you need a good support system of friends and family, then you become so adamant about nurturing those relationships. You don't leave those people behind and you don't take them for granted. If you know the thing that helps you be strong and stable and significant is to develop a routine that brings consistency, that maybe allows for you to have time in the morning to meditate, to pray, to read. Maybe it is creating time for working out your physical body so that you can melt away some stress and feel stronger physically. You know what you need. And if you aren't entirely sure what it should be, try some things out for size. Sometimes we don't really know what fits until we get out and do it a little bit. You may realize that you enjoy working out at a gym better than working out at home. You may find that working out with someone's better than not doing it at all. You will find the things that work. You will find the things that resonate. And when something trips your trigger, make note of that. Pay attention to that. And that's the kind of thing that you need in your life regularly to help build the strength and build the stability. The other thing I'll challenge you to do is to start writing some of that down. Whether you keep an intense journal like I do, or you just make some mental notes on a calendar, it's important to note what you're doing and how you're feeling about what you're doing so that you can make the mental connection between what's working and what's not working. I know for me, meditating knocks what I really like doing. It doesn't really resonate with me. And if I get into the whole woo-woo concept of medi uh, meditating, I just kind of check out. And so I realized after trying that for a couple weeks that it really didn't work for me. But what did work for me was creating a quiet, tranquil space in the morning for me to collect my thoughts, to have some prayer, to listen for any response that might come from my prayer, and just to settle my heart and mind before the craziness of the day kicked in. I also found that in the evening, I needed kind of the same thing. I needed time to unwind from my day to kind of shut myself down from all the things I had done that day and really prepare my heart and mind for rest. I don't rest easy. I like to go, go, go. And I had to figure out things to really help my mind and body shut down. That was something I was a little resistant to. That was something that was hard for me to embrace and realize that I'm not superwoman. I need to take a nap or I need to get a good night's sleep. So think about the things that you need. Make a mental note of them. Write down how you feel about it. What difference does it make in your life? Do you notice something really powerful from it? Or is this kind of a meh thing? It's okay to have meh things. You're going to just move on to the next idea. And you're going to develop over time the things that work best for you. It's just like a workout plan. 
When you go to the gym, you don't use every machine and pick up every weight and use every bar and ball and stretch band. You find the things that you like that work for you and that you enjoy doing. Okay, maybe not enjoy doing, but at least enjoy enough to keep coming back and doing. So not all things are meant for you, but you do got to try some stuff out till you find out what works. And then you're going to make a mental note of what's working, what's not, how you feel about it. And then the things that stick, we're going to do more of those. The last thing I'll share with you with that is that find someone who really knows you well, who you can be honest with and have an open, transparent discussion with about this whole topic and let them see things in you that maybe you don't see for yourself. Maybe you don't recognize that you're resistant to change, to new things, to things outside your comfort zone. Maybe you don't realize how you light up when there's music playing in the house versus the news playing on the house. Maybe you don't realize that walking outside feels better and brings more light and empowerment to you than working out on a treadmill. The people who know you best can speak into you and see you in a little bit different shade that might help bring some clarity for you. So call it accountability, call it a partner, call it some sort of like intervention if that's what you need it to be. But the trick here is to not go it alone because the reality is, is no matter how many good days, how many bad days, if the good days outweigh the bad or the bad days outweigh the good, we are not meant to live life by ourselves. And if we have learned anything through this global pandemic, we have been beat in the head with the idea that we are all in this together. And so it's time to start living that way, even beyond the pandemic, to recognize that we crave relationships, maybe not with everybody, maybe not with all 1,400 of your Facebook friends, but surely there's one or two people there who you can confide in, who you can talk to, and who you can rely on to give you good feedback. And with your brain and their brain and a little bit of help from this podcast or this video, hopefully you'll find some tools and resources that give you the thing that you're looking for. And it won't happen overnight. You won't all of a sudden just bounce out of bed and be mentally ready to tackle the day. I'm not promising that you won't ever want to sit in the corner and cry and eat raw cookie dough. There will be those moments. And you know what? When those moments come, have those moments. It's okay to feel the feels. It's okay to have the emotion. It's okay to visit Pity City, but it's not okay to take up residency there. If you need to have a moment for emotions, for crying, for anger, for frustration, feel those feels. Just don't stay there. We're not meant to live in that pit, but we are meant to climb out of it if you have the tools and the help and the support to do so. So take some of this advice today. Use what you can use today and file the rest for later because you might just need to come back to it the next time you hit. One of those dark days, one of those hard moments, we all have them. And there's no shame in having them and there's no judgment if you have them more than I do or I have them more than you do. It's really all about how we utilize those times in our life to make our life richer and deeper and ultimately better for ourselves and then for those around us. I guarantee if you attack each day with that philosophy and with that mindset, even the most mundane Mondays will seem like electric Saturdays because you will find purpose and passion and the ability to invest in other people that breeds significance like no other. And that's what makes life rich. That's what builds memories and significance and impact that we're all really looking for. And we're all going to do it in our own way. We just got to get out of our way to do it. 
and maybe a little resistance wouldn't help. Thanks for hanging out with me today in this episode. I hope you find a couple of ideas, a couple of takeaways that you can apply to your life. I would love to know what you're doing, what you're using, what tips work for you, or what tips you may have to share with me. So follow me on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at, at Christy Browning Official, the same handle on Facebook. And you can always link up to our social media channels at christybrowning.com. Look for the links for this and more in the show notes. And don't forget about some of the free resources we have on our website, all there to help you gain more purpose, more passion, and explore more possibilities so that you aren't resistant to change, but you embrace it as a way to grow and develop into more of the amazing human being you're designed to be. That's it for today, friends, and we'll catch you back here next week on the next episode.